recording live from San Francisco, California. This is Go Filipino. Kumusta? Welcome to Go Filipino. Let's learn Tagalog with me, Chris Andres. I've been living here in San Francisco for over a year now, and if there's one thing that I miss the most, it's Jollibee. It's not like back in Quezon City where the closest Jollibee branch is a 30-minute walk. Here, the nearest store is a 30-minute drive, and we don't have a car. To those who are not familiar about Jollibee, it is arguably the most popular fast food chain in the Philippines, and it has branches in other countries as well. It is known for its fried chicken, which we call Chicken Joy. It is brined, lightly battered in a secret blend of spices, and it is deep fried to crisp delicious perfection. By the way, this is not an ad. It's just that most Filipinos love Jollibee. For kids, it's where they celebrate their birthdays. And for working adults, it's our budget cafeteria. So, to cure my separation anxiety over Jollibee, I ordered online and had it delivered through DoorDash. I had Palabok Fiesta, two pieces of spicy chicken joy with Jolly Spaghetti, and a peach mango pie. My husband, who is not a fan of fast food, tried out the chicken sandwich and half of the yum burger. My tummy is so full of joy, I didn't eat for the rest of the day. And I'll be glad to do it again when a special occasion arises. Anyway, on this lesson, we will learn how to construct verbs to express whether it already happened, is currently happening, is being contemplated or anticipated to happen, or recently happened. We call it the verbal aspects. Please keep on listening, subscribing, and leaving five-star reviews wherever you listen to this podcast. If your podcast listening platform does not feature reviews like Spotify, please head on over to podchaser.com. That's P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R.com. Search for Go Filipino and post a five-star review. The more five-star reviews, the more often this podcast is recommended to prospective listeners. Here's a five-star review posted on Apple Podcast by VW Filipina. Amazing Tagalog resource. Maraming salamat, Chris. I've always wanted to be able to speak Tagalog with my family, but never had the confidence. Your lessons are so well done and very simple to follow. Since finding and listening to your podcast, I've been able to practice with my mother every day, and she keeps telling me how much I've improved. Thank you for your time and hard work. Maraming salamat. Here's another five-star review posted on Apple Podcast, this time by Bisocio. This podcast has become my base for my self-guided study into Tagalog. As a Canadian-born Filipino, I found it surprisingly difficult to find good online resources and books that have a good balance of grammar and example sentences. As a result of Chris's hard work, not only am I able to have a foundation towards understanding Tagalog grammar, but it's bringing me closer to understanding my parents' culture. Salamat po. Walang anuman. Don't forget to follow GoFilipinoPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Also, check out my merchandise on tpublic.com. That's tee-public.com slash user slash gofilipinapod. Alright, it's time to grab your pen and paper. We will start our lesson about the verbal aspects in the Tagalog language after this break. Welcome back to Go Filipino. We now move on to learning the verbal aspects in the Tagalog language, which express whether the action happened, is currently happening, is being contemplated to happen, or recently happened. You may be wondering, that's pretty much like verb tenses, right? As in past tense, present tense, and future tense. Well, yeah, you are correct. Verbal aspects are the Tagalog versions of English verb tenses, but there are slight differences between the two. In the English language, we can use verbs in the present tense for actions that will happen in the future. For example, the bus leaves tomorrow. The bus leaves tomorrow. The verb leaves is set in present tense even though it will happen tomorrow. This never happens in the Tagalog language. Since the act of leaving has yet to happen, it would be expressed as such. The Tagalog language also does not have a perfect tense, wherein the action happened earlier, but the focus is on the resulting state. For example, I have made dinner. I have made dinner. The verb have made is set in present perfect tense even though the actual act of making dinner already happened. There's also what we call the historical present tense that narrates past events like history but for Tagalog speakers, past is past, expressing actions that happened in the past as if it is currently happening does not make sense. The Tagalog language has three to seven verbal aspects, depending on the source. Here, we will cover five of them, namely, infinitive, completed, progressive, contemplative, and recently completed. The infinitive verbs are the basis for most Tagalog verbs, consisting of a root word and an affix. It closely translates to English as to plus the verb, like to eat or to drink. They are commonly used to express commands or suggestions. The completed verbs express actions that happened and already accomplished. Progressive verbs express actions that are currently happening and have yet to be accomplished, as well as habitual actions in focus form. Contemplative verbs express actions that have yet to happen but they are anticipated. And finally, recently completed verbs express actions that have just accomplished before the time of speaking, as well as habitual actions in locative form. The sixth and seventh verbal aspects are called the occasional aspects, which express actions that happened periodically, and the intensive recently completed aspect which expresses actions that happened just this minute. 
The lesson about the occasional aspects is included exclusively on the Patreon version of this episode. While we will not discuss the intensive recently completed aspect, it's way too specific and rarely used anyway. Like I've said in previous lessons, each verb affix has its own set of rules for each verbal aspect. Let's start with the um, actor focus verbs, which we have discussed in lesson 34. The um, actor focus verbs have the same structure when it comes to both infinitive and completed verbs, with the um infix placed in between the first consonant and the first vowel of the root word. If the root word begins with a vowel, the um infix becomes a prefix. For example, kumain tayo dito. Kumain tayo dito. Kumain tayo dito. It means, let's eat here or we ate here, depending on the context. Word for word it's, kumain, tayo, dito. Kumain, tayo, dito. Kumain, tayo, dito. The first word is, kumain, kumain. Kumain. Kumain is spelled as K-U-M-A-I-N. It means to eat or ate, depending on the context. Kumain consists of the root word kain. 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 Which is spelled as K-A-I-N. N. It means an eating activity or consumption. Plus the um infix between the first consonant, which is K, and the first vowel, which is A, to become an infinitive verb or a completed verb. The next word is tayo. 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 Tayo is spelled as T. A, Y, O. It means we, including you, in focus form. But where do we eat or where have we eaten? That is explained by the next word. Dito. 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 Dito is spelled as D, I, T, O. It means here. The location where we should eat, or the location where we have eaten. Another example. Uminom si Shane ng gatas. Uminom si Shane ng gatas. Uminom si Shane ng gatas. It means Shane drank milk. Since the sentence is not a command or a suggestion, the verb is definitely in the completed aspect. Word for word it's Uminom, si, shane, nang, gatas. Uminom, si, shane, nang, gatas. Uminom, si, shane, nang, gatas. The first word is uminom, 
Uminom. Uminom. Uminom is spelled as U-M-I-N-O-M. In this context, it means drank, or the act of drinking has happened. Uminom comes from the root word inom. Inom. Inom, which is spelled as I-N-O-M. It means a drinking activity, plus the um prefix to become an actor-focused verb in the completed aspect. The next word is C. 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 C is spelled as S-I. It is the focus name marker, which introduces the name of the person who performed the action and also the main topic of the sentence. That person is Shane. So what did Shane drink? It is introduced by the complement phrase, starting with nang. 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 Nang is spelled as ng. It is an object marker that introduces what Shane drank. And that is gatas. 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 Gatas is spelled as G-A-T-A-S. It means milk, the direct object of this sentence. We will continue our lesson about the um, verbal aspects, after this break. We're back at Go Filipino to express an um, progressive verb, or an um, actor-focused verb that is currently happening. The first consonant and the first vowel of the root word are reduplicated, and then the um infix is placed before the first vowel of the reduplicated syllable. It sounds complicated, but here's an example. Kumakain sila ng tanghalian. Kumakain sila ng tanghalian. Kumakain sila ng tanghalian. It means they are eating lunch or they are having lunch. Word for word, it's kumakain sila ng tanghalian. Kumakain sila ng tanghalian. Kumakain sila ng tanghalian. The first word is kumakain. 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 Kumakain is spelled as K-U-M-A-K-A-I-N. It means currently eating. The action is happening as we speak. Kumakain consists of the root word kain. And then we reduplicate the first consonant and the first vowel to become kakain. After that, we add the um infix in between the first ka syllable to become an actor-focused verb in the progressive aspect. The next word is sila. 
Sila. Sila. Sila is spelled as S-I-L-A. It means they in focus form. So what do they eat? It is introduced by the complement phrase starting with nang, which is spelled as ng. It is an object marker that introduces what they are currently eating, and that is tanghalian. 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 Tanghalian is spelled as T A N G H A L I A N. It means lunch, the direct object of this sentence. Another example Umiinum siya ng chaa araw araw. Umiinum siya ng chaa araw araw. Umiinom siya ng chaa araw-araw. It means he or she drinks tea every day. Word for word it's Umiinom siya ng chaa araw-araw. Umiinom siya ng chaa araw-araw. Umiinom siya Nang Chaa Araw Araw The first word is Umiinom 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 is spelled as U M I I N O M In this context, it means habitually drinking in focus form. Umiinom consists of the root word inom. And since it begins with a vowel, we only reduplicate the first vowel to become iinom. After that, we add the um prefix to become an actor-focused verb in the progressive aspect. The next word is sha. 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 Sha is spelled as s. I, Y, A. It means he or she in focus form. So what does this person habitually drink? It is introduced by the complement phrase starting with nang, which is spelled as NG. It is an object marker that introduces what that person habitually drinks. And that is cha'a. 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 Cha'a is spelled as T-S-A-A. It means T, the direct object of this sentence. But how often does this person drink their tea? It is answered by the last word in this sentence. Araw-araw. 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 Araw-araw is spelled as A. R A W hyphen A R A W. It means every day. More about the um verbal aspects after this break.
Welcome back to Go Filipino. To create an um contemplative verb or an um actor focused verb that has yet to happen, we simply reduplicate the first consonant and the first vowel of the root word. In the case of root words that begin with a vowel, that first vowel is doubled. For example, kakain sila sa labas. Kakain sila sa labas. Kakain sila sa labas. It means they will eat outside of the house or they will eat outdoors. Word for word it's kakain sila sa labas. Kakain sila sa labas. Kakain sila sa labas. The first word is kakain, 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 kakain is spelled as K-A-K-A-I-N. It means will eat or to eat soon. The act of eating has yet to happen, but it is anticipated. Kakain comes from the root word kain. And then we duplicate the first consonant and the first vowel of the root word to become an actor-focused verb in the contemplative aspect. The next word is sila. 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 Sila is spelled as S-I-L-A. It means they in focus form. After that, we have sa. Sa, sa, sa is spelled as S-A. It is the location marker that introduces where they would eat. And that is at labas. Labas, labas, labas is spelled as L-A-B-A-S. It means outside. In Tagalog context, to eat outside could either mean having lunch at a backyard, having a picnic at a park, or dining in a restaurant, as long as the act of eating happens outside of the house. Another example, Iinom sinanay ng gamot mamaya. Iinom sinanay ng gamot mamaya. Iinom sinanay ng gamot mamaya. It literally means Mother will drink medicine later, but it best translates to Mother will take her medicine later. Word for word it's Iinom Si Nanay Nang Gamot Mamaya Iinom Si Nanay Nang Gamot Mamaya Iinom si nanay nang gamot mamaya. The first word is iinom. 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 Iinom is spelled as I-I-N-O-M. It means will drink or in this case will take a medicine.
whether in liquid form, tablet, or capsule. The act of drinking, or in this case, taking a medicine, has yet to happen, but it is anticipated. Iinom comes from the root word inom, and then we duplicate the first vowel only, since it does not begin with a consonant, to become an actor-focused verb in the contemplative aspect. The next word is si, which is spelled as S-I. It is the focused name marker, which introduces the name of the person who will perform the act of taking medicine and happens to be the main topic of the sentence. And that person is nanai. 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 Nanai is spelled as capital N, A, N, A, Y. It is a family title that means mother. But in this sentence, it is treated like a name. So what did Nanai drink? It is introduced by the complement phrase starting with Nang, which is spelled as NG. It is an object marker that introduces what Nanai will drink, and that is Gamot. 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 Gamot is spelled as G-A-M-O. T. It means medicine, the direct object of the sentence. But when will Nanai take her medicine? It is answered by the last word in this sentence. Mamaya. 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 Mamaya is spelled as M-A-M-A-Y-A. Note the glottal stop at the end. It means later. We will learn about the last verbal aspect after this break. We're back at Go Filipino. The recently completed verbs have two functions. First, to express actions that have accomplished just before the time of speaking about it. And second, to express habitual actions in locative form. All verbal affixes follow the same two patterns in creating recently completed verbs, namely formal and informal. Let's start with formal recently completed verbs, which are formed by reduplicating the first consonant and the first vowel of the root word and then we add the ka prefix, which is spelled as K-A. If the root word begins with a vowel, only the first vowel is reduplicated. For example, kakakain lamang ni Bert ng gulay. Kakakain lamang ni Bert ng gulay. Kakakain lamang ni Bert ng gulay. It means Bert just ate vegetables. Word for word, it's kakakain, lamang, ni, bert, nang, gulay, kakakain, lamang, ni, bert, nang, gulay, kakakain, lamang, ni, bert, nang, 
gulay. The first word is kakakain. 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 Kakakain is spelled as K-A-K-A-K-A-I-N. It means recently finished eating. The act of eating already happened as we speak. Kakakain comes from the root word kain. And then we duplicate the first consonant, which is K, and the first vowel, which is A. So it becomes kakain. And then we add the ka prefix to become an actor-focused verb in the formal, recently completed aspect. The next word is lamang. 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 Lamang is spelled as L-A-M-A-N-G. The word lamang has multiple functions, but in this context, it means a moment ago. Lamang can be further shortened into lang. Lang. Lang, which is spelled as L-A-N-G. The next word is ni, 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 ni is spelled as N-I. It is the non-focus name marker, which introduces who finished eating a moment ago, but is not the focus of the sentence. That person happens to be Bert, but what did Bert recently eat? It is introduced by the complement phrase starting with nang, which is spelled as ng. It is an object marker that introduces what Bert recently finished eating, and that is gulai. 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 Gulai is spelled as g u l a y. It means a vegetable. The direct object of this sentence. Since the word gulai does not pertain to a specific vegetable, it is understood that Bert recently finished eating a variety of vegetables. As you may have noticed, the sentence does not have a focus or main topic if the actor recently finished the action, which is considered a phenomenon in Tagalog grammar. Another example. Kaiinom lamang niya ng kape. Kaiinom lamang niya ng kape. Kaiinom lamang niya ng kape. It means he or she just drank coffee. Word for word it's kaiinom lamang niya ng kape. Kaiinom lamang niya Nang kape kaiinom lamang nya nang kape. The first word is kaiinom 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 is spelled as k a i i n o m. It means Recently finished drinking. 
The act of drinking already happened as we speak. Kaiinom comes from the root word inom. And then we reduplicate only the first vowel, which is I, since the root word does not begin with a consonant, so it becomes iinom. And then we add the ka prefix to become kaiinom, a formal, recently completed verb. The next word is lamang, which is spelled as L-A-M-A-N-G. In this context, it means a moment ago. The next word is nya, 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 nya is spelled as n-i-y-a. It means he or she in non-focus form. This person has recently finished the act of drinking, but is not the main topic of this sentence. So what did this person recently drink? It is introduced by the complement phrase starting with nang, which is spelled as ng. It is an object marker that introduces what this person recently finished drinking, and that is kape. 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 Kape is spelled as k-a-p-e. It means coffee, the direct object of this sentence. Again, since the actor recently finished the action, this sentence does not have a focus. To create an informal, recently completed verb, we reduplicate the ka prefix instead, while keeping the root word intact. For example, kakainom lang niya ng kape. Kakainom lang niya ng kape. Kakainom lang niya ng kape. It also means he or she just drank coffee, but spoken more casually. Word for word, it's kakainom, lang, nya, nang, kape, kakainom, lang, nya, nang, kape, kakainom, lang, nya, nang. Kape. The first word is kakainom. 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 Kakainom is spelled as K-A-K-A-I-N-O-M. It is an informal way of saying recently finished drinking. Instead of reduplicating the first consonant and the first vowel of the root word, the ka prefix is reduplicated instead to become an actor-focused verb in the informal, recently completed aspect. The next word is lang. 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 Lang is spelled as L-A-N-G. It is the shortened version of lamang, which means a moment ago. Lang is more commonly used in casual conversations. We are already familiar with the next three words, namely nya, which means he or she in non-focus form, 
nang, which is the object marker that introduces what this person recently finished drinking, and kape, which means coffee, the direct object of this sentence. The pattern to create informal recently completed verbs is also used to express habitual actions in locative form. For example, sumakit ang chanya sa kakakain. Sumakit ang chanya sa kakakain. Sumakit ang chanya sa kakakain. It means his or her stomach became painful because of too much eating. But it best translates to he or she had a stomachache because of too much eating. Word for word it's sumakit ang chan nya sa kakakain. Sumakit ang chan nya sa kakakain. Sumakit ang chan nya sa kakakain. The first word is sumakit. 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 Sumakit is spelled as S-U-M-A-K-I-T. It means became painful. The pain already happened. Sumakit comes from the root word sakit. Sakit. Sakit which is spelled as S-A-K-I-T. It means pain. And then we add the um infix between the first consonant, which is S, and the first vowel, which is A, to become sumakit, a completed verb. The next word is ang. 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 Ang is spelled as A-N-G. It is the focus marker that introduces the main topic of this sentence, and that is chan. 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 Chan is spelled as T-I-Y-A-N. It means stomach or tummy, the focus of this sentence. So, whose stomach is it? The answer is introduced by the next word, nya, which is spelled as N-I-Y-A. In this context, it means his or her, a possessive pronoun. Chanya means his or her stomach. So, what caused the person's tummy ache? It is introduced by the complement phrase starting with sa which is spelled as S-A. In this context, sa is a causative marker that introduces the cause of the stomach ache, and that is kakakain. 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 Kakakain is spelled as K-A-K-A-K-A-I-N. Since it is introduced by the sa causative marker, kakakain means habitual eating or overeating. Kakakain comes from the root word kain and then we reduplicate the ka 
prefix while keeping the root word intact to become a habitual action in locative form. We will be right back after this break. Hey guys, one way to keep this podcast running is by subscribing to my Patreon. Subscribe for $5 a month and you get early access to newly published lessons, along with loads of exclusive content in a bonus presentation at the end of each month. A big shout out to our current $5 patrons, Ollie Crouch, Caroline Jane Walsh, Isaac Buan, Paulo de Armas, Jay Springy, Craig Putz, Gladys Trinidad, Elaine, Christian De Malanta, Brian, Melinda O'Connor, Alex, Chris with a CH, Alexander Ong, Ninya Le, Kirsty, Roger Shaktel, Steph, Natasha Esguera, Teresa Salud, John Bailey, Austin Oscar, Bruno Leeds, and Shane. Thank you so much for making this podcast possible. You too can subscribe to my Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash GoFilipinoPod and enjoy exclusive perks. And now, back to our lesson. Welcome back to Go Filipino. Let's recap what we have learned. This lesson covers five verbal aspects in the Tagalog language, namely the infinitive verb, which is the base form for all verbs in the Tagalog language. The completed verb, which means the action was accomplished. The progressive verb, which means the action is happening as we speak and that the action is a habit in focus form. The contemplative verb, which means the action has yet to happen, but it is anticipated. And the recently completed verb, which means the action has just happened, or that the action is a habit in locative form. Each verbal affix has its own rules for each aspect. In the case of um, after focus verbs, the infinitive and completed verbs are created by adding the um infix in between the first consonant and the first vowel of the root word. In the case of root words that begin with a vowel, the um infix becomes a prefix. To make an um progressive verb, we reduplicate the first consonant and the first vowel of the root word before adding the um infix within the first reduplicated syllable. To create an um contemplative verb, we simply reduplicate the first consonant and the first vowel of the root word. And finally, there are two ways to express a recently completed verb, which applies to all verbal affixes, namely formal and informal. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or family member who might want to learn more about Tagalog, one of the most beautiful languages in Asia. I leave you now with a Tagalog proverb. Sa maliit na dampa, nagmumula ang dakila. Sa maliit na dampa, nagmumula ang dakila. Sa maliit na dampa, nagmumula ang dakila. It means a great person comes from a small shanty.
greatness begins from humblest of beginnings. Word for word it's sa, maliit, na, dampa, nagmumula, ang, dakila, sa, maliit, na, dampa, nagmumula, ang, dakila, sa, maliit, na, dampa, nagmumula, ang, dakila. Again, sa maliit na dampa, nagmumula ang dakila. Until next time, paalam! Bye-bye! This has been Go Filipino. Let's learn Tagalog with me, Chris Andres. For inquiries, email me at gofilipinopod at gmail.com. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for the theme song, Rainbows.